Hello friends, this is Mark. I'd like to take you on a journey. I'd like to take you on a journey to mastery. In this episode, we will cover 10 specific steps or milestones that you can set for yourself and think about how to become a master in almost any domain, because these steps are universal. Would this be helpful to you? It would always be helpful to master. John, hello. Hello. Welcome to the show and welcome everyone on the Speak Brave Nation. I hope you're having a great life. That's yeah. my hope for you. Everyone who listens to this show and your loved ones and your friends have a great life. Yes. Do you have any great life, John? Every day gets better. It gets better every day? I like it. I like it. So welcome to the show. Do you want to get started? Yes, I do. I'm okay. looking forward to this. So, like I said, this template comes from Brendan Bouchard, and he's one of my teachers via books and, and videos, and I do respect him, and I do listen to what he has to say, and this has come straight from him. Mm-hmm. So I want to share this with okay. everyone. So what is the path to mastery, John? I think it's upon what you're trying to master. Okay, let's go with something we both know, public speaking. Okay. Yeah, would that be work? That would, would that work. be that helpful would to you? Okay, because yeah. we are in a business of public speaking, right? We're yes, in a we business are. of professional communication. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of people are not. Uh, they are not in a business of professional communication. But everyone, shh, everyone must take care to become a better communicator, no matter what domain or industry. Okay. It, wouldn't that be accurate to say? Well, that would be accurate too in light of the fact that it's, the title of this podcast is Speak Brave and yeah. we want people to understand yeah. communication is vital to yeah. development and success. We have been fortunate. We have been fortunate that we spent a big portion of our life and uh, of our investment and engagement in the arena of public speaking. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of people have. Right. It's uh, 75% of people are absolutely afraid of public speaking. So, so let's say let's say you want to master public speaking. Yes? Yes. Okay. So let me offer you this template. Okay. Number one, determine a skill that you want to master. It's now when easy. you say a skill, that's public speaking. Public speaking. So yeah. check that off your mark, right? right? Second, set stretch goals on the path to developing that skill. Now, did you say stretch goals? Yes, I did. Well, did you, that's, did a, that's, you think an, of, that's an interesting <laughs> Did you thing. think about stretcher? No, because no. Because of no. the ambulance just came up? Mm, oh, there did was you? an ambulance in the background. Good, <laughs> yeah. good catch okay. on your part there. Great observational skill. I have to include that in one of my podcasts. So stretch goals. Stretch, Set stretch goals on the path to Which means you're going to create a situation where you're going to pull yourself outside of your normal self and stretch yourself. and Absolutely. Take, okay, I like that. Absolutely. I believe in stretching myself. In fact, John, I want to share something with you. I have recently started taking yoga classes. Oh, that involves stretching. <laughs> John, you have no idea. I never thought <laughs> I never thought that doing yoga is going to be so strenuous and so demanding. I'm not saying I'm the best athlete in the world. In fact, I'm not a professional athlete. I go to gym, you know, maybe 4 or 5 times a week. On the, on the regular week if I'm not traveling. And, you know, I have endurance training, I have strength training, but yoga is a completely different animal. This is a literal meaning of stretch goals. In fact, just standing there on the mat, I was sweating profusely from taking all the poses and trying to keep up with the instructor. Instructor, at times, has lost her balance. 
but in fact she just smiled into the audience and said oh like nothing ever happened and just kept on with the continuing in the lesson have you ever taken yoga no okay well it's something to do something to think about because a lot of people i do it for the challenge because i really want to do um, something different with my workout routine but so in public speaking as in yoga if you never done either of those that is a stretch goal isn't it would Absolutely. you agree i would agree because you're just continually pushing yourself to new limits and also you have to be willing to make yourself look silly. stupid stupid and silly i'm sorry friends i'm sorry guys but sometimes i just yeah, cannot sometimes contain myself right because i mean i i came to this uh, to this class right Right. Uh, mostly it's filled with um, women. Yeah. And maybe one or two guys. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not a small person. I'm pretty big. So, you know, imagine me standing over there, towering over people and trying to stretch into yoga positions. That was, I think, if somebody would observe me, that would be very funny. There's a camera right here. But I do recommend stretch goals, everyone. Do something that you're not comfortable with. Do something that you are that you feel like you're the fish out of water. Yeah, that is the time for growth. Do something that you're not comfortable with, but also will help you moving towards your goal. I'm glad it's number two on the list for this reason. <laughs> I am. I'm glad it's number two Why? for this reason because it's, it works so well. Well, no, it's because until we arrive at a place where we're willing to take a risk. And, and, put our, and, and, and make ourselves look silly. Yeah, and put ourselves in a position where we're going to be outside of our comfort zone. We're really not going to accomplish anything. That's so, right. So at the very beginning, it's a change of your mindset. You've got to have a new attitude. Absolutely. And also, just all those years ago, five, ten years ago, when I first walked into Toastmasters mm-hmm. Club, when I first put myself out there, mm-hmm. out of my comfort yeah. zone, I felt silly and stupid and awkward yeah. and uncomfortable. Me too. The, this is how you start. Mm-hmm. You start in that place of uncertainty where you set your stretch goals. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. Okay. Let's go down the template. Number three, attach high levels of emotion, meaning to your journey and to your results. Attach high levels of emotion and meaning. What do you think that means, John? Mm. Uh, well, it, if it doesn't have meaning to you, if it doesn't have a tangible urgency to it, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to follow through and press forward and do it even if you look stupid, <clears throat> even if you fail at the beginning and make mistakes. Uh-huh. This tangible emotional thing has to do with meaning, accomplishing it. Right is more important than just the act of trying. Okay, so let's go back to my example of public speaking. We both are fortunate to belong to Toastmasters International, mm-hmm. right? That's, yes. that's, that's the organization that is filled with positive, enthusiastic, growth-oriented people. And tremendous examples. Right, and we are inspired by each other, aren't we? We listen to the stories of each other and what people have learned, what people have come across, what the people they use their resilience, mm-hmm. and they're talking about it. In, in it's a nurturing. It's a nurturing yes. thing. So, would it be possible to think that if you can attach a high level of emotion where 
you see yourself succeeding, where you, no matter where you are, where you are at your workplace, at the place of worship, maybe you are in some kind of a community service or at school where you, when it's time to go, when you have to take the stage and you walk onto the stage, you feel the energy increasing with every step that you mm-hmm, take. Yeah. You arrive at the center of your stage. You look into the audience, but you look with the look of confidence mm-hmm. because of hours of practice, hours of experiences, hours of interaction that you have made. And if you can attach this kind of feeling when you start, when you can visualize your success, when whatever that success means for you, that you are not yeah. afraid, that you have the voice. Not only do you have the voice, you have a message that you want to share. And you're passionate about the message. That's emotion. That's emotion. And you attach that emotion to the outcome. And I think that mm-hmm. will build for you to go forward. Does that make any sense to you? It does, because there's an urgency about that. And urgency is sometimes something that's tied to emotion. Okay, that, that works for me. All right, so that's number three. Number four, identify the factors critical to success and develop your strength in those areas. So identify the factors. So what is critical to success in public speaking? Speaking. Speaking in unfamiliar places, creating messages that are succinct, elegant, and powerful, is being able to put in the hours, put in the work to make sure your message is so aligned that audience members will resonate. Isn't that a critical success? Isn't that a critical factor? Yes, and that's... uh... Writing, thinking, creating projecting that's a single one of the single most uh, challenging aspects of public speaking because of the development of the individual as to honing the skill mm-hmm. you've heard the phrase sharpen yes uh, but there is another phrase that I think is very very important and it actually comes from scripture it says that iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And I used to wonder why that was said. And then it occurred to me, the reason why that phrase is used is because the only way that you can sharpen a skill is to allow yourself to be honed by those of the equal skill set. Or higher. Or higher. And that their iron, their Uh metal, Uh is something that you aspire to emulate you don't want to duplicate because Mm -hmm. i think it would be wrong for us to try to copy yes to me that's a form of plagiarism well but there's nothing wrong with emulating because the strengths and the skills that they present give you tools mm -hmm. give you clues give Mm -hmm. you insights in how to begin to develop your special type of personal metal. That's right. And also, when you say emulate, I agree with you. Not copy, but if you do copy or take someone's work, you have to give credit. Naturally. Attribution. And make sure that that person is recognized, like I am doing right now with Brendan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, I believe that 
as a as a person of creative output. Yeah. You are a person of creative output. I am as well. Yes. We look for people who have done it better than we have. Of course we do. Yeah, because people, people, that's who we aspire. Yeah, and people who already emulate. put the work have the have done it and we can learn from them. So we don't have to make as many mistakes on our way to mastery. If we can learn from someone who is a qualified teacher, I'm all for it. Wouldn't you be open to it as well? Absolutely. I want that mentor who has walked that road Mm -hmm. and can lead me down that path Mm -hmm. because they've already walked the path that I'm seeking to walk. Okay. So identify the factors. Sit down. Think about the factors. Think about it on your way to work. Think it while you're on the elliptical at the gym. Mm -hmm. Think it on the way when you are at night. Think during your lunch break. Think about what are the factors that will build my mastery. Mm -hmm. If it's public speaking, speak more. Speak in a different challenging environment. Speak at at the story, story gatherings. Speak in front of kids. Speak in front of professionals. Speak as often as you can in different, with different objectives. Or join Toastmasters, wherever you are in the world. Yes? Yes. Number five, develop visualizations that clearly imagine what success and failure looks like there's a tangible or a potentially tangible you so, know i the visualization is a yeah. big deal with me and i'll tell you why mm-hmm. I, I may have mentioned to you in the course of of conversations in preparation for this some of the first motivational uh, success books that I read were mm-hmm. were books that were written by some of the legends of mm-hmm. success. Um, Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. Og Mandino, yes, yes, uh, W. Clement Stone, mm-hmm. Dennis Waitley, the Titans. These guys really the were the trailblazers mm-hmm. and. I would be willing to say that the Jim Rohns, the Tony Robbins, the Les Browns, the John Maxwells of our day have all had a diet of these prior, what I call, you know, people that opened up this idea of thought, of mind, a process of visualization. Visualization often gets a knock from people because... There is a form in the esoteric that says if you visualize it through the law of attraction, it will happen in reality. Mm-hmm. Well, I do believe that you can visualize, and if you focus on it enough, you can make it a reality, but there's still a work to be done. It's not going to plop itself down in your lap. No. It, it will not happen. No, but no. what you can do is this. If you can see clearly to the point that that is an almost tangible object or thing that you're trying to achieve, you can describe it. You can describe its color, its size, its shape, its form. Uh-huh. It's manifestation, what it's going to feel like, what it's going to do. And how this, do you feel? And, mm-hmm. where, and w- just was a public speaking example, mm-hmm. right? Can you visualize yourself taking the stage? Mm-hmm. I sure can. Can you visualize yourself, the overhead projectors? Yes. Beaming on your face. Screen behind me Screens with me behind in, you. enlarged. Lavalier mic screens attached on your um, collar. Open, open forum. No, no plat. I mean, on a platform, open, no lectern or anything. I'm walking about freely. I'm moving. I'm blocking. I'm you doing. You can hear yourself on the 
speaker mm-hmm. system. Yep. You can hear, you can feel the energy. And more importantly, I can see the audience and the energy exchange is taking place. Absolutely. And I am finding that there are these little alcoves of people that are really becoming my motivators. They're the people that are inspiring me. They're, they're tuned in, they're dialed in, they're receiving what I'm receiving. There's smiles on their faces. There's an earnestness. There's, this is, I've sat in a position and listened to a person and what they said just was transformational. I want to be able to visualize myself okay. in the same place. So, friends, develop visualizations that clearly imagine what success and failure looks like. Failure is another side of this coin. No. It can't be an option. However, it is a necessary ingredient for growth. It is a necessary ingredient. So, without failure, there is no growth. Exactly. You must have failure in order to grow. And no it, one ever succeeded without failure. And people are uncomfortable. We're yeah, thinking about yeah. failure, aren't they? They are. Because we live in a success-oriented culture. Yeah, they, there seems to success be no cost. place for failure. <laughs> well, there is, and it's, it exists, let me assure you. Well, yeah, because yeah. if you're really going to become anything that you aspire to be, you have to understand you're not going to get it perfect the first time you no, do it. No, So develop visualizations and stay with them. Make it as vivid and real and visceral as possible. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number six. Schedule progressively harder training sessions mm-hmm. developed by experts. Hmm. Yeah, there you so, go. There's your, there's your feedback accountability mentoring connection. That's right. And how can this apply to public speaking? If you are a person on the journey to become a better speaking professional, no matter what industry you are, Find mentors and coaches who will help you who will help you speak in such a way that every time you speak you will come become better and better and your message will become mm-hmm. clearer yeah. and stronger. Right. You cannot do it by yourself. No. If you ask for experts' help, you can create training sessions. Mm-hmm. And those training sessions could be just in the in your office. Or somewhere in the studio where you can film yourself speaking. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be them physically there. Sometimes you can just listen, mm-hmm. watch, observe, train, take notes, go back, listen, watch, observe, continue to train. Uh, while at the same time, as a friend of mine told me, one of my uh, coaching mentors said, keep filming yourself, keep watching yourself, keep reviewing it. One of the things he told me, this is an interesting, I'll just throw this mm-hmm. in here real quick. Mm-hmm. One of the people that was coaching me said, It's too easy sometimes when you record something of yourself, either by voice on an audio recording device or by video where you actually have a physical of yourself there that you can watch and observe so you can see the entire self. He said, we often look at it immediately after we've done it. He said, if you really want to get a good, fresh set of eyes on it, put it away, take a break. As a matter of fact, even sleep on it and get up the next day and bring it back up and then listen to it or watch it. And see how it resonates with you and how you, as the audience, would respond to it. Do you like your response? Because if you don't like your response, your audience probably won't like it either. That's right. And that is very important. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure your training sessions grow in difficulty. Yes, it's just like playing video games. 
if you remain at the same level and your challenges do not improve as you progress through the game and spend your time, would you be interested to continue? No. You have to challenge yourself to be uncomfortable and to accept the fact that you're going to fail. And make it so that it's produced, crafted by people who've done it. Exactly. Not amateurs. Don't hang around the old crowd. You need to associate with the crowd that knows the meaning of success and they proved it. That's right. Number seven, measure your progress and get outside feedback. I like this one because I have said this before and you heard me say this many times. I believe a lot of times we live deep inside our own head. We're too close to our own content. We're too close to to material that we live in every day. And if we don't have outside feedback from somebody who can just help us reframe or at least introduce another point of view, I think we're, our, our progress is going to be so slow. What do you think? What do you think about that? I think at this stage of my life with what I have learned over the last going on three years, uh-huh. working with you uh-huh. and with Dr. Longstreet and also having been introduced and coming into contact with so many outstanding role models to follow in this journey that I'm on, it is essential mm-hmm. to get objective third-party feedback. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody that you respect, but somebody who maybe does not and has not seen you at work. Um, I'm doing that now with an individual who is based in Alabama with regard to my writing. Mm-hmm. This individual is a person that I've met one time. We've had casual conversation. But what I discovered is that the individual, as I've watched and followed some of their posts on Facebook, they have an excellent grasp of writing and expressing emotions and then taking that writing and putting it to word because they do a lot of Facebook live presentations in the form of these thought-for-the-day vignettes. Mm -hmm. I was so impressed with his insights and his just different view of things, I one day messaged him on Facebook and said, would you be willing, as a beta reader, to examine and read some of my material and give me honest feedback. I'm not looking for you to pat me on the back. I want a person who truly is serious about connecting with his audience, Mm -hmm. who wants to give me advice on how I can accomplish that as well using Mm -hmm. my particular niche in Mm -hmm. communications. As a result, these communications that we have had with each other purely by email and through Facebook Messenger and this back and forth of my writing, which emerges from my speaking, has given me greater understanding of the importance of my message and how to make it even more powerful. Mm-hmm. So this is objective third-party feedback And as a speaker, getting it, I think, is absolutely critical because you need a person 
who is not connected to your particular area, your niche, your genre, your particular social setting, mm-hmm. but they represent an individual who you would value wanting mm-hmm. to see value in your work. Absolutely. You need to have outside feedback. Without outside feedback, there is just no way mm-hmm. that you can create. And as a public speaker, I have many coaches, many coaches throughout the world. Basically, yes. Throughout, not just throughout where I live, but throughout the world. That's the beauty of the internet, yeah. too, in the email. Absolutely. Number eight, socialize your learning by practicing and competing with others. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Toastmasters is socialized learning? It is it's socialized experiential. Learning. And it's competitive. It's competitive. What if you are, you earn to become a better public speaker? I think there's no better place than Toastmasters. Uh, there's National Speakers Association. Mm-hmm. There is many different programs. Michael Port, Speaking Empire. Um, John Maxwell. John Maxwell. Whatever program you can afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get into it. Make sure it's socialized. Toastmasters has accredited speaker series. Yeah. Get outside of your comfort zone and get people involved. There's no, there's absolutely no way you can do it alone. Exactly. Okay. Number nine. Continue setting higher-level goals so that you keep improving. Don't stay where you are. No, you can't. If you're going to make anything you have got, Mark, to continually stretch yourself, Mm -hmm. that's the problem with the world today. That comes under the niche that I'm talking about. Too many people arrive at adulthood, and then they just sort of say stuck. If they need to get an increase or improvement in their job, they may do the necessary study to get the promotion. Mm -hmm. But they don't do anything to make their minds greater, their hearts greater, their lives greater, their finances greater. Mm -hmm. They become sedentary mentally, physically, socially. Mm -hmm. You know what? Mm -hmm. The greatest successes are those who are never satisfied with the status quo. That's right. And I know we can teach and reach for higher goals. Exactly, and we should. Because you know what? Life is not over. No. Life is not over by any shots. What I want to say really is it's never too late. Exactly. It's never too late to go after what you really want. And by darn it, I will go after it. Isn't that your attitude, John? I'll give you another one real quick here too. You've heard the phrase knowledge is power. In reality, knowledge is not power. It's a potential power. Application of knowledge is power. Application of power. You're right. And number 10, in our path to mastery, teach others what you are learning. Why are you doing this if you're not wanting to help others do the same thing? Zig Ziglar said it well. (laughs) Zig Ziglar said it well. I keep going back to this. If you want to be successful in life, Right. If you want to reach your objectives and goals, mm-hmm. you need to understand that you need to help as many people as possible reach their goals along the way. Because if you help enough people reach their goals, you will get you, you will want. get what you want out you are, of life. You're absolutely right. And also, when you teach others what you are learning and what you have learned, you are staying sharp. Mm-hmm. You stay sharp in your domain. Because once you stop teaching others, I believe your skills will start to decay. What's the most deteriorate? Satis- what's the most satisfying thing that you do in your public speaking? If you could think of the one thing that you get to do as a communicator, as a professional speaker, as a writer, as a workshop person, as a facilitator, what's the thing that gives you the greatest satisfaction? It's when I 
two things. Number one, while I am in the throes of speaking, while in the moment, mm-hmm. while in the moment interacting with the audience, and I know the outcome is going to be great because I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Because it's entertaining, yeah. it's uplifting, and it's also encouraging. And it also comes from a place of generosity. Precisely. And I'm glad you mentioned generosity. Right. Because for you, it's a giving experience. Absolutely. And the second part is that when I take my place in the audience, or when I, take the sta- when I get off the stage, is the feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That I did the best that I could, and I know that the audience got value from this presentation. Because it came from a place of understanding, care, and generosity. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you something else, John. Yeah, please. You always have taught me, and you continue to teach me about your environment, about your influence, and people who come into your life. And sometimes there's negativity. Mm -hmm. There is circumstances, sometimes self-made and sometimes imposed on us. Yes. And I believe... It's a test. It's a test of life. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a better public speaker? There will be resistance. Absolutely. Do you want to be a better writer? There will be resistance. Do you want to be a business executive in your domain that is successful and accomplished? There's going there to will be, be resistance. resistance. So as we travel to this pathwork of mastery through those 10 steps, resistance will come in a way that is least expected from the people that you least expect as well. It is, it's the law. It's, I don't know if it's a natural law or unnatural law. It's a resistance. It is always a guaranteed fact. Yeah. And it's a resistance. You just have to acknowledge it yes. and keep going. So let us review all of the steps again to the mastery. They are number one, determine a skill that you want to master. Number two, set specific stretch goals on the path to developing those skills. Number three, attach high levels of emotion and meaning to your journey and to your results. Number four, identify the factors critical to your success and develop the strength in those areas. Number five, develop visualizations. Number six, schedule progressively harder training sessions. But developed by experts don't just take something that amateurs do go don't do things because they're easy do things because they're hard because they will be the best accelerator of your learning Mm -hmm. number seven measure your progress and get outside feedback from people that are expert and experts and who can really help you number eight socialize your learning number nine continue setting higher-level goals and keep improving. And number 10, teach others. Friends, in our business, this may not be something new, but it's rather something we have forgotten. A lot of times we know what we must do or what we want to do, but we just forget. I hope this podcast was a reminder for you that... You can do it. This is the steps. You don't have to make it difficult. Just stick with what you know. And I hope you find your mastery. John, thank you so much for being here with me. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, who have listened. I hope you subscribe. And I'll see you next week. And don't forget to speak brave.